Hello everybody, I'm Dr. Armen, Professor Armen Aswat Satrian from Yerevan, Armenia, and you are on Dr. Y channel. Dr. Y channel is my channel. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Professor Armen Aswat Satrian. Take your pens, papers for making the notes, and we continue, uh, we continue uh, your questions about... Ah, last, last examinations questions, big exams questions. And today's question is all about ankylosing spondylitis. Ankylosing spondylitis. Okay, let's go with ankylosis spondylitis. Okay. Ankylosis spondylitis. Ankylosing spondylitis. Ankylosing spondylitis. Okay, my friends, if you find question about ankylosis spondylitis, you can find just after that, Bekhterev disease. Bekhterev disease, uh, Russian physician, great physician, and this is a tradition to give, to pronounce his name with this disease, actually the synonym of this disease, Bekhterev disease. Unfortunately, non-Anglo-Saxon countries, in Western countries, don't know about this great physician. But anyway, Bekhterev disease is an ankylosis, ankylosing spondylitis, is the same thing. So, well, ankylosing spondylitis. So, what is ankylosing spondylitis? Ankylosing spondylitis is prototypical spondyloarthropathy, spondyloarthropathy, and a systemic disorder characterized by inflammation of the axial skeleton, large peripheral joints and digits, nocturnal back pain, back stiffness, accentuated kyphosis, constitutional symptoms, artitis, cardiac conduction abnormalities, and anterior uveitis. Diagnosing requires showing sacroiliitis or imaging. Treatment is with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and you know, sometimes, why not, tumor necrosis factor antagonists or interleaking 17 antagonists and physical measures that maintain joint flexibility. So that's largely enough. What is ankylosing spondylitis? We have answered. But who knows? Maybe there will continue, consist to continue your question. So I find a lot of points. Let's answer on the all points. So issues. Etiology. Ankylosing spondylitis is a chronic inflammatory rheumatic disease that primarily affects the spine and the sacroiliac joints, sacroiliac joints, leading to pain, stiffness, and eventual fusion of the vertebrae. Back, huh? The exact etiology of actually angulosic spondylitis is not under, fully understood. We don't know actually, but it's believed to involve a complex integral inter, interplay or genetic immunologic and, of course, environmental factors. Anyway, it's autoimmune disorder. So, genetic factors. Genetic factors are thought to play, uh, to play <laughs> significant role in the development of acute ankylosis spondylitis. The presence of a specific genetic marker called human leukocyte antigen, HLA-B27, is strongly associated with ankylosis spondylitis. However, however, not all individuals with this HLA, HLA, uh, leukocyte antigen, human uh, 
leukocyte antigen B27, develop this ankylosing spondylitis, indicating that other genetic factors are likely involved as well. Immunological factors. The immune system is believed to play a key role in the development of uh, ankylosing, spondyl ankylosing spondylitis. Actually, that's why rheumatologists succumbed uh, this problem engaged in this problem. So it's thought that an abnormal immune response triggered by genetic factors leads to chronic inflammation, particularly in the spine and the sacroiliac, sacroiliac joints. This inflammation results in the characteristic, characteristic symptoms of uh, this symptom of ankylosis spondylitis. Environmental factors. Although not fully understood, Environmental factors may also contribute to the development of ankylosis spondylitis. Some studies have suggested that uh, exposure to certain infections, such as bacterial infections and gastro, uh, in the gastrointestinal tract, may trigger or exacerbate the immune response leading to uh, ankylosis spondylitis in susceptible individuals. Other environmental factors, such as smoking, of course, have also been associated with an increased risk of developing of acute spondyl ankylosis spondylitis. Sex and age. Uh, 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 ankylosis spondylitis tends to affect males more frequently than females and typically presents in early adulthood between the ages of 15 and 30 years. Hormonal Anatomical and other factors related to, to uh, sex and age may also play a role in the development of ankylosis spondylitis, although the exact mechanisms are not well understood. Overall, the etiology of acute ankylosis spondylitis is, li is likely multifactorial, involving a combination of genetic, immunological, environmental and other factors. Further research is needed to better understand the complex interplay of these factors are how they contribute to the development and the progression of ankylosis spondylitis. Next is the pathogenesis. Uh -huh. No, ankylosis spondylitis pathogenesis uh, involves a complex interplay of genetic, immunological and inflammatory processes that ultimately ultimately result in chronic inflammation of the spine and sacroiliac joints. So the exact sequence of events leading to the development of ankylosis spondylitis is not fully understood, as I said, mentioned above, but several, once again, Several key mechanisms have been proposed. My friends, take pens and papers to make the notes. Huh? So, genetic susceptibility. Ankylosis spondylitis has a strong genetic component with more than 90% of patients with ankylosis spondylitis carrying the human leukocyte antigen HLA B27 gene. However, not all individuals, as I said, with HLA-B27 develop ankylosis spondylitis, indicating the other genetic factors are likely involved as well. Other genes associated with ankylosis uh, spondylitis, such as IREP1, 
interlaking 23R and interlaking 1A have also been implicated in the pathogenesis of the disease. But, okay, you can't, uh, it's not obligatory to answer in this manner about another antigens. You answer just HLA-B27 largely enough. Uh -huh. Autoimmune response. So abnormal immune response is believed that in generally susceptible individuals, an abnormal immune response is triggered, leading to chronic inflammation. The exact trigger is not well understood, but it's thought that microbial antigens from the gut or other sites may stimulate an exaggerated immune response in susceptible individuals. This results in the recruitment of immune cells such as T cells and macrophages the, the, to the spine and sacroiliac joints leading to inflammation. So-called inflammatory cascade. So what's inflammatory cascade? The inflammatory cascade in uh, ankylosis spondylitis involves the production of various pro-inflammatory cytokines such as tumor necrosis factor, TNF-alpha, interleukin, interleukin-6, interleukin-17, which contribute to the inflammation and tissue damage. These cytokines promote inflammation, induce bone resorption, and activate osteocl osteoclasts, leading to erosion of the bone and eventual fusion of the vertebrae. New bone formation, ankylosis spondylitis, characterized by abnormal new bone formation, particularly in the spine. This is thought to be a result of the inflammatory process triggering the release of signaling, <coughs> so-called signaling molecules that promote osteoblast activity, leading to the formation of a uh, new bone. Over time, this new bone formation can lead to characteristic changes seen in ankylosis spondylitis, uh, such as uh, syndesmophytes or syndesmophytes, bony bridges, bony syndesmophytes, bony bridges, and ankylosis, fusion of the vertebrae. Enzymes, role of the enzymes, don't forget about that. Enzymes such as matrix metalloproteinase, MMPs, huh? metalloproteinase, matrix metalloproteinase, and osteopro osteoprotogerin, OPG have also been implicated in the pathogenesis of ankylosis spondylitis. So metalloprotea, matrix metalloproteas are involved in tissue remodeling and can contribute to bone erosion, while OPG <coughs> is a protein that regulates bone resorption. Imbalance in the production and activity of these enzymes may contribute to the inflammatory and bone remodeling, my friends, processing in ankylosis spondylitis. Other factors, other factors such as mechanical stress on the spine may also play a role uh, in the pathogenesis of ankylosis spondylitis. Mechanical stress due to repetitive microtrauma or abnormal loading on the spine may trigger in an inflammatory response leading to chronic inflammation and subsequent tissue damage. Maybe it's a speculation, but anyway. So, uh, in summary, the pathogenesis of acute ankylosis spondylitis is a complex and involves a combination of genetic, immunological, inflammatory, and bone remodeling processes. Further research, of course, is needed to fully understand the underlying mechanisms and develop targeted therapies for this chronic inflammatory autoimmune rheumatic disease.
classification. So actually, classifications. This means well, we will talk about criteria. Yes. So ankylosis spondylitis is a form of chronic inflammatory arthritis that primarily affects the spine and sacroiliac joints. It's classified as a type of spondylarthritis, which is a group of related inflammatory disease that share common clinical and gen features. Ankylosis spondylitis is a typically classified based on various criteria, including clinical manifestations, radiographic findings, laboratory results. Okay, some commonly used classification criteria for uh, ankylosis spondylitis, maybe they will ask you. So if you ask, if you ask, uh, you answer like this, modified New York criteria. Well, I'm sure nobody will ask you, but who knows? So modified New York criteria. This is the most widely used classification criteria for ankylosis spondylitis, which is based on imaging techniques, on radiographic findings. According to the modified New York criteria, a definitive diagnosis of acute ankylosis spondylitis requires the presence of radiographic evidence of sacroiliates, inflammation of the sacroiliac joints, on X-rays, along with at least one of the following clinical features. Low back pain and stiffness for more than three months, limitation of lumbar spine motion, and third, limitation of chest expansion. Sometimes now they add four presence of HLA uh, B27 antigen. Okay, so once again, New York criteria, huh? low back pain, stiffness for more than three months, limitation of lumbar, lumbar spine motion, limitation of chest expansion, and presence of HLA B27. Assessment of spondyloarthritis, Internal National Society, so-called ASAS, ASAS criteria. The ASAS criteria are more sensitive and include not only uh, imaging techniques, but also clinical features. According to ASAS criteria, a diagnosis of axial spondyloarthritis, AX-SPA, AX -SPA, which, which includes both non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis NRIXPA and radiographic axial spondyloarthritis can be made based on the presence of sacroiliitis on MRI. So RXSPA uh, equivalent of to ankylosis spondylitis. I'm sorry. So assessment of spondyloarthritis, International Society assess. Huh? Once again, the assess criteria are more sensitive and include not only radiographic findings but also clinical features. Okay. Uh, Amor criteria. The Amor criteria are clinical classification for spondyloarthritis, including uh, uh, ankylosis, uh, ankylosing spondyloarthritis, which are based on a combination of clinical features. According to uh, the AMOR criteria, a diagnosis of spondyloarthritis can be made in patient has inflammatory back pain, defined by a certain specific criteria, along with the presence of at least one of the following. Arthritis, enthesitis. Enthesitis is inflammation at the site where tenders or lingamenta attach to a bone. Enthesitis. Uveitis or uveitis, uveitis or uveitis, or positive family history of spondyloarthritis. European uh, spondyloarthropathy 
study group ECG ES EES European Society uh, spondyloarthritis group criteria ESSG ESSG criteria the ESSG criteria are another set of clinical classification criteria for spondyloarthritis including ankylosing spondyloarthritis according to this criteria a diagnosis of spondyloarthritis can be made uh, if a patient has inflammatory back pain defined by certain specific criteria along with the presence at least two of the following arthritis enthesitis uveitis dactylitis dactylitis is inflammation of entire finger or toe psoriasis inflammatory bowel disease and positive family history of spondyloarthritis it's important to know that the classification criteria are meant to aid in diagnosis and not absolute rules golden rule huh? a diagnosis of acute ankylosis spondyloarthritis should be made by a qualified autoimmune specialist thorough evaluation of patients clinical history physical examination laboratory test imaging findings la 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 etc so I, my friends I know there is a lot of information that's why I said take pens and papers to make the notes and several times re-listening this video with your earrings what, what is the problem instead of spend the time in YouTube or TikTok so ankylosis spondylitis clinic so if you find a question like this once again my friends if you find uh, term uh, clinic clinic means signs and symptoms no clinical signs and symptoms of course what else so ankylosis spondylitis is a typically present with a variety of signs and symptoms that primarily affect the axial skeleton including the spine and the sacroiliac joints the signs and symptoms of ankylosing spondylitis can vary in severe severity and may develop gradually over time common signs and symptoms back pain persistent and chronic low back pain is one of the hallmark symptoms of acute of ankylosis spondylitis this is a hallmark symptom the pain is a typically dull by but and may worse at night or in the morning and it tends to improve with physical activity and exercise stiffness stiffness especially in the morning or after a period of inactivity is a commonly symptom of ankylosis spondylitis the stiffness can be severe and may last for several hours several hours ankylosis spondylitis can cause decreased flexibility and mobility of the spine leading to leading to a stooped posture and limited range of uh, motion in the neck back and hips this may result in difficulty in bending twisting or turning Anthesia, anthesitis anthesitis refers to inflammation at the sides where tendons or ligamental attached to bone in ankylosis spondylitis anthesitis commonly occurs at sites such as heels achilles tendon achille or achilles tendon and the bottom of the feet plantar fascia leading to pain swelling and tenderness sacroiliitis sacroiliitis or sacroilitis inflammation of the sacroiliac joints 
which connect to the spine to the pelvis is a hallmark feature of ankylosis uh, spondylitis. Sacroiliitis, iliitis, or sacroiliitis can cause pain and stiffness in the lower back, buttocks and hips. Fatigue. Many people with ankylosis spondylitis experience fatigue and the general feeling of being unwell, which can impact their daily activities and quality of life. So, Uwe, it's eye, infl eye, eye inflammation. Ankylosis spondylitis can also cause inflammation of the eye. Uveitis or uveitis or iritis, 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 which may result in redness, pain, sensitivity to light and blurred vision. Other symptoms, in some cases, ankylosis spondylitis may be associated with other symptoms such as chest pain or discomfort, difficulty taking deep breath, weight loss and mild fever. It's important to note that the signs and symptoms of ankylosis spondylitis can vary widely among individuals and not all people with ankylosis spondylitis will experience all of above mentioned symptoms. It's also worth mentioning that ankylosis spondylitis is a chronic condition that tends to worsen over time. But early diagnosis, of course, and appropriate management can help to manage symptoms and improve quality of life. Uh, diagnosis, diagnostic criteria, diag differential diagnosis. Ankylosis spondylitis typically involves uh, no diagnosis. A combination of clinical assessment, medical history, physical examination, and imaging, uh, and imaging techniques. There are also established diagnostic criteria that are commonly used to aid in the diagnosis of ankylosis spondylitis. Differential diagnosis, which involves ruling out other conditions they may present with similar symptoms. It's also important, an important step to diagnostic process. Diagnosis of ankylosis spondylitis is typically based on a combination of the clinical assessment. A doctor will take detailed medical history, including asking about onset and duration of symptoms, family history of ankylosis spondylitis or other inflammatory conditions, and conducting a physical examination to assess for signs of inflammation, limited range of motion, and other characteristic findings associated with ankylosis spondylitis. Diagnostic criteria, uh, imaging techniques, I'm sorry, imaging techniques, X-ray or magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, of the sacroiliac joints and spine may be used to detect signs of inflammation, erosion, and other changes, changes characteristics, uh, characteristic for uh, of ankylosis spondylitis. X-ray may show typical findings such as bilateral sacroiliitis, bilateral sacroiliitis, inflammation of both sacroiliac joints, syndesmophytes, bony outgrowth, and bamboo spine, fusion of vertebra. Diagnostic criteria of ankylosing spondylitis, there are established diagnosed criteria that are widely used in the diagnosis of ankylosis spondylitis. So once again, why not New York criteria, the modified New York criteria. These criteria are commonly used and required imaging uh, techniques of sacroiliitis, grade 2 or higher, 
bilateral or grade three or higher unilateral plus the presence or at least one clinical feature that's why it's modified criteria such as inflammatory back pain limited lumbar spine motion or limited chest expansion differential diagnosis ankylosis spondylitis shares similarities with other conditions and the thorough evaluation is necessary to rule out other possible causes of similar symptoms uh, so differential diagnosis of ankylosis spondylitis must include may, may include mechanical low back pain non-inflammatory low back pain due to mechanical causes such as muscle strain disc degeneration or osteoarthritis can sometimes be mistaken for ankylosis spondylitis but anyway there is no low back no inflammatory pain it's absurd but it's described like this huh? so any pain is inflammation no inflammatory back pain but anyway you can answer in this manner so uh, no inflammatory back pain due to mechanical mechanical causes such as muscle strain and muscle strain is without inflammation what are we talking about other forms of spondyloarthritis conditions such as uh, reactive reactive arthritis psoriatic arthritis and enteropathic arthritis may also have similar clinical features to ankylosis spondylitis and it differential uh, through differentiated through the careful assessment but anyway psoriatic arthritis also and as other conditions also autoimmune disorders other causes of sacroiliitis elitis such as bacterial or viral infections yeah? uh, such as bacterial or viral sacroiliitis or sacroiliitis and other inflammatory conditions such as lupus erythematosus may also present with sacroiliitis and is need to be considered in the differential diagnosis it's important to consult a qualified healthcare professional for proper evaluation and diagnosis if you suspect may have uh, your patient may have ankylosis spondylitis or experiencing symptoms suggestive of ankylosis spondylitis uh, next is a uh, ankylosis spondylitis treatment so treatment typically involves a multidisciplinary approach aimed at managing symptoms preventing the complications and improving quality of life the treatment plan for ankylosis spondylitis may vary depending on the severity of the disease the presence of complications and individual patient factors let's talk about that medications non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and sates and sates are commonly prescribed to relieve pain reduce inflammation improve stiffness associated with ankylosis spondyloarthritis no examples of this NSAID used in ankylosis spondyloarthritis indomethacin naproxen selecoxib no actually selecoxib disease modifying anti-rheumatic drugs the marts DMARDs, disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. The marts such as sulfasalazine may be prescribed to help control inflammation and slow down the progression of ankylosis spondylitis in some cases. And now it's very fashion to give biologic agents, biologic agents such as tumor necrosis factors TNF, including uh, inhibitors, inhibitors, TNF inhibitors, adalimumab and uh, etanercept 
are a type of medication that specifically targets the immune system to reduce inflammation in ankylosis spondylitis. These medications are typically reserved for more severe cases of ankylosis spondylitis or when other treatments are not effective. Of course, corticosteroids, oral or injected corticosteroids, may be used for short-term symptom relief, very good symptom relief, actually, in some cases of ankylosis uh, spondylitis, but they are generally not recommended for long-term, of course, due to potential bad side effects. Physical therapy and exercise. Physical therapy may be recommended to improve flexibility, strength and posture and to help manage pain and stiffness associated with ankylosis spondylitis. Exercise, regular exercise, particular exercises that promote spinal mobility, posture and flexibility such as swimming, yoga and stretching can help improve symptoms and maintain functional ability in ankylosis spondylitis. Lifestyle modification, posture management, maintaining good posture and avoiding positions that worsen symptoms such as prolonged sitting or standing or standing can help manage pain and stiffness associated with ankylosis spondylitis. Smoking cessation, smoking has been shown to worsen ankylosis spondylitis symptoms and keeping smoking can be beneficial in managing of the disease. Healthy lifestyle, eating a well-balanced diet, maintaining a healthy weight and manage stress can also contribute to overall well-being in ankylosis spondylitis, spondylitis of course. Now, of course, other interventions, uh, heat and cold therapy, ankylosis, uh, so, yes, applying heat or cold to affect joints to affected joints can help relative pain, to, to help relieve pain and stiffness and ankylosis spondylitis. Heat such as hot showers or warm compresses can help relax muscles and improve joint flexibility, while cold such as ice packs can help reduce inflammation and swelling. Assistive devices. In some cases, the use of assistive devices such as or orto or orthotics, braces, or cans may be recommended to help manage pain, improve posture, and maintain mobility. And finally, surgery. Uh, surgery in severe cases of ankylosis spondylitis with significant joint damage or deformities are surgery may be considered to correct spinal deformities, replace damaged joints, or address, or address other complications. It's important to work closely with a qualified health, uh, healthcare professional, of course. And finally, ankylosis spondylitis rehabilitation, rehab. So rehabilitation plays an important role in the management of ankylosis spondylitis, uh, as it aims to improve function, relieve pain, and enhance the overall quality of life for individuals with ankylosis spondylitis. A comprehensive rehab programs for ankylosis spondylitis may include physical therapy. Physical therapy can help improve flexibility, strength, 
posture and overall physical function and ankylosis spondylitis. Physical therapists may use a variety of techniques such as stretching, strengthening exercise and the manual therapy as a as, uh, therapy, therapy to address specific limitations and pain associated with ankylosis spondylitis. They, uh, they may also provide guidance on appropriate exercise, body, mechanic, body mechanics and postural training to help individuals with ankylosis spondylitis manage their condition effectively. So-called occupational therapy that focuses on improving the ability to perform daily activities such as dressing, grooming and household tasks which may be affected by ankylosis spondylitis. Occupational therapists can provide recommendations and interventions to help individuals with ankylosis spondylitis adapt to their limitations and develop strategies for performing activities with less pain and discomfort. Pain management in techniques, rehabilitation may involve pain managemental, management techniques such as heat and cold therapy, transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation, and other modalities to help relieve pain and discomfort associated with ankylosis spondylitis. Education and self-management. Yes, rehabilitation may include education of acute ankylosis spondylitis, including information on the condition, its management and strategies for coping with pain and fatigue. Self-management techniques, such as stress management, relaxation techniques, and energy conservation strategies may also be thought, uh, taught, taught to help individuals with ankylosis uh, spondylitis uh, manage their condition and improve their overall well-being. Uh, assistive device rehabilitation may involve the use of assist, uh, assistive devices such as orthotics, braces, or cans to help individuals with ankylosis, spondylitis, manage pain, improve posture, and maintain mobility. Psychosocial support. Ankylosis spondylitis can have a significant impact on individual mental health and well-being. Rehabilitation may involve psychosocial support, such as counseling to address emotional challenges, associated with ankylosis spondylitis such as depression anxiety and coping with chronic pain and disability psychosocial support ankylosis sp spondylitis can have a significant impact on the individual's mental health and well-being it happened rehabilitation may involve psychosocial support such as counseling to address emotional challenges associated with ankylosis spondylitis such as depression, anxiety and coping with chronic pain and disability. Lifestyle modifications. Rehabilitation may involve guidance on lifestyle modifications such as posture uh, management, ergonomic adaptations at home or work, smoking cessation to help individuals with Ankylosis spondylitis manage their condition effectively. Uh -huh. Thus, thus the specific components of a rehabilitation program for ankylosis spondylitis will depend on the individual needs and conditions of each patient and may be tailored accordingly.
It's important to work with a qualified rehabilitation team, including physical, physical and occupational therapists, to develop a personalized rehabilitation plan that addresses the unique needs of individuals with ankylosis spondylitis and helps them achieve their functional goals. 35 minutes I am talking. Of course, there is no time. It's absolutely impossible to answer in this manner. So that's why I said to you, if you answer the beginning of this lecture, is for me it's highly, uh, it's, uh, it's great. It's, it will be highly appreciated. It's largely enough. So thanks for your attention, my dear friends. We'll, I will uh, wait you for another lecture. See you next lectures, for another lectures. See you in another lectures. Don't forget to follow and subscribe the channel. God bless you. See you in the next in the uh, in the other lectures as also. Bye bye.